This podcast is designed to help those who are just starting out on their journey to financial independence by dispelling the myths behind what it takes to be successful. It's about getting past the hype and getting to the core of what it really means to be an entrepreneur. It's not about money, popularity, recognition, or clout. Because being an entrepreneur isn't always glamorous. It's dirty work. It's not always fun. It can grind you down. And it's not always profitable. But it's empowering. We'll build your mindset, define your plan, shape your perspective, and grow your vision while grounding your expectations so your success is built on a solid foundation that can withstand the pressures of building something for yourself. If you really want to know what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur, and this message resonates with you, then entrepreneurs, we should talk. Success is hidden in failure, and you won't find it if you're not looking for it. I'm Dave Ardonias, and now that you're here, we should talk. Success is hidden in failure. And I know that it's not an easy thing to wrap your mind around, but I want to dive in a little bit deeper more. You know, I, I know that sometimes people say, well, you know, you got to look at your failures and you got to analyze what you did wrong, blah, blah, blah. Sure. But I want to talk about something that's deeper than that. Now, we've all failed in some way. All of us. We failed to get what we needed. We failed to get uh, to the goals we failed We may have had a past business failure. We may have failed in school, in a relationship, in a marriage, in a friendship. Whatever the case is, we've all failed. Now, that's okay if we, first of all, don't keep making the same mistakes, meaning stop failing at the same thing over and over again, right? I mean, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Okay, now... Failure doesn't have to be major defeats. It can be small setbacks as well. Not achieving a weight loss goal by a specific date, right? Technically a failure. You missed the mark. You didn't get there. However, not the end of the world. So it doesn't have to be, failure is just means that you fail to reach something. That's that's really what I want to get at here. So I don't want to think that you just define as a failure as something catastrophic, Okay. Now, we never see what's hitting behind failure because we always get caught up in the emotions. We always think, well, this didn't go right. Well, now what do I do? I feel like a failure. I feel like I shouldn't have done this all along. That voice in the back of my head that kept telling me, you can't do this. You shouldn't do this. Who are you to think that you can do all of this? Now I have to tell people, people are going to find out, what are they going to think of me? And blah, 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 blah. And all those thoughts of that voice that we have in our heads that just doesn't seem to have anything nice to say about us that we all struggle with. That is the reason that we're not seeing a deeper meaning or an alternative way of seeing things when we do have setbacks. And that's really what I want to focus on here. So, how do we find something that we're not looking for? The answer to that is, obviously, we can't. We can't find something that we're not looking for. So once we get past the emotions and we start to analyze the situation, what is it that usually we start to look at? Okay, why did this happen? Was it something that I did? Was it something that somebody else did? Did I not prepare enough? Did I over-prepare? 
Did I uh, overestimate myself? Did I underestimate myself? Did I over or underestimate the other person on the other side of the negotiation? We ask each other these kinds of questions, right? And that's great because we don't want to go ahead and repeat those same issues as we've said before. Okay? So we do ask ourselves, what could we have done differently in this situation? And we ask all of these questions. But apart from asking all those questions so that you don't repeat the same thing over and over again, I want you to ask yourself, is there something else that I am not seeing here? Apart from not wanting to repeat this mistake and this failure, is there something that I can, if just with a change of perspective, put a spin on this and make this a positive? I'm going to give you an example. So in my years of doing contracting, and by that I mean um, home contracting, right, the trades, I ran a... Uh, I ran my own team of remodeling services, right? I started out doing uh, kitchens and cabinets, and then eventually it led me into doing full house remodels. I took a job with some clients that from the very start, I did not feel that we were a good fit, but it was a good paying job, or I thought so at the time. So I went along with it, mistake number one. Define your limits, and I'm going to talk more about this in another podcast, but you have to define your limits and stick to them. Well, I set up rules for myself, and I broke it from the go. So that's step number one. What ended up happening was throughout the whole process, I kept getting pushback. Well, you know, you should do this also. This should be included. Things that are outside of the scope of work. And although we did have a contract written with everything stipulated, because I tried to give as much value as I can, then I would start to concede on certain things that I shouldn't have just to appease the customer and keep things moving. However, what I was not prepared for was the caliber of person that I was dealing with or caliber of people that I was dealing with, meaning people that if you give an inch, they take a mile. So what happened is that they smelled blood in the water and they just went in. And then what ended up happening is, long story short, I ended up not completing that job, not finishing that job, just because of a punch list. Everything was done, and the only thing that was left was a punch list. They ended up getting a lawyer involved, and they told me that I could not come back to the property. Now, I walked away without receiving my last $10,000 check. Okay, big failure for my part, right? Or for the business as well. Now, If I look at this again and I say, okay, well, what can I do differently? One, Dave, you should have listened to yourself and never take a job because of the money alone if you don't feel that you are the right fit. But if I dig deeper than that, if I dig deeper than that, then the biggest takeaway that I got from this was I never set my limits. Meaning, when do I just say, I've had enough. And by recognizing that and recognizing that I never set those limits to myself, meaning if a customer pushes me this far, then it's just time to walk away. I never define those things for myself because I've never had those issues in all the years that I was doing uh, contract work. Why? Because 
I am genuinely easy to get along with and I want to give my customers value, but I was not prepared for those unseen customers, those unseen peoples and personalities that will push you to your limits because they want to get as much as they can get. So what's the point of this story? The point of this story is that instead of staying down about that situation for so long, I said, you know what? This situation gave me the opportunity to reaffirm the rules that I set for myself, reconfirm that I set these rules for myself for a specific reason, and more so than anything, I failed to set limits to myself as how much I will take, how much unfair treatment I will take before I walk away. Now, those may seem like simple things, but trust me, they're not. Why? Because going forward, my resolve... And my value of myself and what I will and will not put up with is cemented beyond belief. And that's a powerful thing. It's also a powerful thing that within that situation, I realize that although this specific contract was a failure, I am now stronger because of it. And maybe I lost $10,000 now, but if I wouldn't have learned this lesson, what if it would have been a loss or a $100,000 loss. Well, then things start to change. So I challenge you to dig deep into your situations, into your setbacks and failures, analyze them the way that I did, find a way to flip them and make them a strength and bolster yourself with that. And then say, going forward, I am going to turn this negative into a positive and use it as fuel for my fire. I hope that story helps, guys. It definitely helped me. It's still, you know, I still have a bruised ego over it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. But I do realize that once I let that go, there is a silver lining behind it. Because of that situation, now it's considered an investment in my mind. Because I know that I'm stronger for it and it'll never happen again. See you on the next one.